Welcome to the Unpacking Sunday podcast, where we take a deeper look at what God is speaking to you, to our church, and to the world around us. So grab a coffee, sit back, and let's unpack it together. All right. Pastor Mike. Here we are. We are unpacking Sunday. We are. It's happening. Yes. And we had a great Sunday yesterday talking about fasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me one takeaway that you had from yesterday, Josh. Yeah. I think um, I really liked that one line that you said that when we show up, God shows off. Okay. I think that's a cool idea. A quick little quip and a quick yeah. way to, to kind of picture fasting is, is being really intentional about it, you know? Right. Yeah, that's something I took away for sure. Cool, cool. And fasting is this fascinating thing. It really is a spiritual discipline that we don't know much about. Mm, you know, yeah. when, when we were talking to Luke, our worship pastor before the episode, he reminded us it's the forgotten spiritual discipline. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. true, though. We're yeah. all, and I know I myself am definitely guilty of that over the span of my life, of being really intentional with certain things, you know, worship, Bible reading, prayer, but but always kind of letting fasting trail behind until we start talking about it for a season in church. Right. And then you hop on it for three weeks. And I'm a bandwagon faster. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. But I think so many people are like that. Right. And I was even sharing with some staff this morning before we recorded this episode of it's incredible how many churches are focused on fasting at the start of the year. Mm -hmm. And I just wonder how many churches actually talk about it beyond the beginning of the year. Right. Yeah. Probably how they weave not it. very many. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. But it is cool though, that God's kind of aligned the yeah, hearts sure. of at least pastors around here to, to, to set that standard, maybe to, to, to change that. Sure. Yeah. But I guess if we were to even have a first point of mm. our podcast today, as we're unpacking this message on fasting, it's to remember that this is a spiritual discipline right. that we can build into our lives. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we can start here. How, how do you go about fasting? Is there a way that you can kind of set yourself up for success a little bit when, when it comes to, to fasting. I think you, you can fast in, it can look different for different people. Mm. Like we were saying yesterday, it's not a race or a competition. Yeah. And I think that especially in a church and I'm not talking about CRCF, I'm talking about like North American church in a church that is illiterate when it comes to fasting, Mm. we all should start small, Yeah, you know, start somewhere that is attainable for you at this time. That is still going to be like a sacrifice and uncomfortable, Yeah, but that you think you can actually handle. It's like, uh, it's like the classic New Year's resolution. I'm going to go to the gym every day of the week. Or, or maybe it's more like theological. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the Bible every single day, right. start in Genesis, King yeah. James Version. We set ourselves up right. kind of to be defeated, you yes. know, when we go too big, too fast. That is cutting pretty deep because that was one of my New Year's resolutions. It was, eh? Oh, so did I hit on yeah, something? Yeah, so <laughs> oh, thank no. you for pointing that out. But that's a, the exact thing is like, yeah. or we just say like, we want to pray more. Right. Like, what does that mean, right? Mm-hmm. So like set yourself up for success when you're starting fasting and Mm. be very intentional. So our worship pastor, Luke, actually, we were talking about what does his fast look like Mm. in these next three weeks. And I really appreciated what he has decided to do because I think that it's a really healthy beginning for people. So uh, what he decided is that he's going to, for the first week of this fast, we're fasting together for three weeks. Mm. He's going to give up Um, a lot of carb things and desserts and all of those kind of things that would make you very full when you eat your meal. So Mm. like bread and pasta and things like that, he's going to give up all of those things Right. so that even though he's eating, he's experiencing hunger and he's going to do that for the whole first week. Mm. And then in the second week, 
Uh, sorry, and the reason that he did that, that he said, he, it's because he feels like he can be successful at it. Right, yeah. And that he'll still yeah. experience hunger, he'll still stick to be it, pointed too. to God, but yeah. be able to stick to it. And then he said, in the second week, I want to add, so he's going to continue doing that, and then add a 24-hour stretch of fasting entirely from food. Wow. And then in the third week, he wants to continue that, but add a three-day stretch mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. complete fasting. And he just feels that this would be a successful way for him to do it. And so I think we do have to balance that, like, what would be successful for yeah. me and attainable for me? And especially for those of us who are brand new at fasting. Right. I mean, I have a family member who fasts every Tuesday. Wow. And so that's already normal for them. So yeah. maybe they would in this season take on something in addition Increase to that. It. Yeah. Right. But for those of us who maybe have never fasted or uh, not since last January mm -hmm. when we did it as a church, start small. Maybe you want to fast breakfast or fast lunch. Um, you I know, think Luke like would that. probably be okay with us even borrowing, you know, from that three week. Sure, plan. yeah. Like maybe I, I might borrow that for myself. Yeah, too. maybe you yeah. want to start a pattern like that and grow a great in idea. your fasting as you go along. Yeah. And then please remember, like, keep growing in your fasting beyond these three weeks. Like mm. we said, it's a spiritual discipline that we're starting now. Right. Yeah. But even after these three weeks, you can fast on your own. Yeah. Or keep it at the with forefront. your small group or with your family or with a mm -hmm. friend, you know? So, yeah. Uh, can I just point something out that I think is kind of unhealthy about fasting? I just want to yeah, sure. let our let our church know. We get hung up on this passage in Matthew chapter 6 where Jesus is talking about fasting. And he says like that we're supposed to do it in private and not make a big deal about mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. But I think that as Christians, we sometimes take that way too far. And we think that it means that I can't talk about it when I'm fasting. Right. Yeah. And we know that that's not the case in the early church because they even held corporate fasts or they would fast and pray together about things. So they weren't being secret right, yeah. about their fasting. The point of what Jesus is saying is just that um, to, you don't need to go and exclaim it to everyone and talk about it and make a huge deal about it. Mm. And I just want to point this out because there's actually so much benefit and accountability if we yeah. can get together with that people comes... and talk about it and maybe participate in fasting together. So yeah, I guess that's an encouragement to yeah. the church. You don't have to be in secret about fasting. Right, yeah. It's just that you're not doing this so that people look yeah, at you. Yeah, it's not a like holier than thou thing. Right, exactly. Yeah, look so, how hungry I am. Yeah, but yeah. I have I've I've had people almost whisper to me when they're <laughs> fasting, you know, like that they're fasting. Yeah. yeah, and you don't need to do that. It you doesn't know? need to be hush-hush. Yeah, you know, even yeah. invite people to join you in it. Right, because right? if it's an ongoing part of your life, it's a spiritual discipline, right. something that we're going to keep walking through. You know, right. it's not like, oh, I'm fasting. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and really, like, if you understand that the point of fasting is God, it's not you. Yeah, then it doesn't, right? then, doesn't matter then anyways. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. I've kind of heard that. This is a little bit of a rabbit hole, but I've yeah. kind of heard that kind of argument as well. When you read, um, you know, like, pray, pray in your closet. Right. You know, people use that verse as kind of an out not to join in in corporate prayer. Oh, yeah, and things not like to pray that. out loud. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not to pray out loud. So I, I think maybe sometimes they get misconstrued and taken a bit too far. Sure. And that's the same idea with fasting as well. Well, later in this series, we are going to talk about corporate prayer. So right. So we will get into that So we'll that get a there. Oh, cool. Yeah. Love it. All right. So um, maybe just something that kind of popped up in, in terms of holding ideas together is we sometimes have this idea, and it's true, you know, that God will meet us where we're at, that he, we don't have to, you know, the classic adage, you don't have to shower, uh, or no, you don't have to wash up before you hop in the shower, right? right. We hear that all the time, yeah. thrown around. I think sometimes it's maybe used as a bit, um, kind of a bit of an excuse not to, 
not to seek God, not mm-hmm. to change, and and maybe even not to fast, because because he used this definition of fasting that it's intentionally seeking God above even our basic need of mm-hmm. eating food. So it's actually the opposite of just waiting for God to come to you. It's intentionally going to God and trying to right. align yourself with Him. Yeah. So how do those two concepts? How do you kind of hold those two together? Yeah. Well, first of all, let's remember God already came to us. Right. Right. So if you are like, oh, I'm just fine where I'm at. Yes, you're right. God already showed up for you. He's literally Emmanuel. God with us sent his one and only son to Mm. be with us, who still dwells with us by the power of his Holy Spirit. So, Mm. you know, you're just sitting around and saying, you know, why do I have to move? God already did his part. Right. Right. So now the move is really yours. Yeah. Right. So now draw close to him. That's what the Bible says. And, you know, we should as Christians, right, that that's part of this whole journey of becoming like Christ, of following him, is that we would be as close to him as we can, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know. And when you finally realize, like, your desperate need for Christ, like, that's the, I think, the natural outpouring is not that I'm going to sit back, but it's that I need him again today and I need him again tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to run to him. But Josh, you and I have talked about this before, but we always ask questions that, are saying like, really, how far can I go and like still be a Christian? Yeah. Or how far right. away can I, you know, can I do this and still go to how church? How far and can be I a... push this area? Right. Of, yeah. But that's not even the Christian's the call. Yeah. The Christian's call is how close can I stay to Jesus? Right. Yeah. Right. That's the call of being a Christian. Um, and so that's what fasting does is it intentionally brings us closer to him mm-hmm. and puts him in his right spot, I think, yeah. which is as the most important thing in our life. Oh, that's cool. I've heard this, um, I've heard this story about, uh, it's in the forties, like during world war two. Mm-hmm. And it was, I think it was during Dunkirk and it's when King George, like put out a call to all of England when he saw that his whole army was trapped on that little beach. Mm-hmm. He'd put out a call to fasting, hmm. you know, fasting and prayer. And, and so he, he ran to God first, not just himself, but he called all of his, you know, subjects to do it with him. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something really cool in that, that there's something that like in almost emboldens right. uh, your prayer, emboldens um, the way that you desperately run towards God right. amidst a fast. Right. So is there something to that? Are, are your prayers more, uh, more powerful or maybe more along the, the lines of, of what God's will already is when you're praying them during your fast? Great question. First of all, let's be very clear. The Bible tells us God hears our prayers when we pray them. Mm. So whether you're fasting or not, God hears you, mm. right? And his ears are turned toward those who he loves. So, uh, but also, I think to answer your question, you said, are our, fa- are our prayers while we're fasting more in line with the will of God or are yeah. they more powerful or more accurate or whatever you said? Mm-hmm. I think of course they are Yeah, because what you're doing in fasting is that you are intentionally seeking Jesus, which means that you are close to him, which means you more readily hear his voice, which means you're more readily going to pray according to his will. Like we talked about yesterday, what do you get when you fast? You mm-hmm. get all the things that come with the presence of God, mm-hmm. which includes clarity it includes peace, right? Imagine if you were to pray something from a place of peace mm. versus a place of uh, chaos. You know, mm. God hears our prayers in both places, yeah. but we can pray more accurately and um, more according to the will of God, if you want to say it that way, mm-hmm. it, when we're fasting, I think. Mm. Yeah. I what? think um, there's like even periods like where I've seen God's hand move in my own life. Mm-hmm. And then even looking back at those situations in prayer, I still sometimes 
like am overwhelmed by the the emotion of it mm-hmm. you know not just how difficult that situation may have been but the the love that it would have taken for god to come and pull me right. out of it so it's kind of like that that posture of prayer like mm-hmm. are, are you praying uh expecting god to show up and expecting mm-hmm. him to move or is it more uh oh god why me type of right. prayer you know and I've, I've been guilty of both throughout right. my life for sure yeah so does fasting kind of align you more with with um Maybe some a heart of thanksgiving and a prayer of petition, sure. Which we're taught to pray. Yeah, and I think we're intentionally also opening our ears when we're fasting, mm. which changes our prayer life. Yeah, like if you can pray and listen to God, like and sometimes I'm guilty of this. We just run our mouth. God, yeah. I need this. I need this. I need this, right? But when we actually stop and listen, it's been times uh, in my life of fasting where I have heard God say things that Mm. I think I might not have heard him say Mm. or give me direction because I wasn't taking the time to actually listen to him. Yeah. Right. And so let's remember, it's not this weird thing of like, now I can pray better because I'm not eating. No, but fasting is not about just not eating. Mm. Fasting is about that. You're using that time to seek God. You're allowing your hunger to drive you close to him. And then since you're close to him, you're going to hear him Mm. uh, differently than you would have when you're just chomping on a sandwich or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Do you have any like experiences in your life where, you know, you've had to not had to bring out necessarily, you know, the heavy artillery, what we like to call fasting and prayer instead of just prayer, but where, where you've, you fasted and you've prayed and, and you've really seen God's hand move. Yeah. I've had times in my life like that. So like talking about this, you know, when you're making a big life decision, mm-hmm. I would definitely recommend fasting and prayer. Because, it, like I said, it opens your mind and your ears to what God is trying to do in your right. life, right? And so I think if you're seeking God for a big life decision, that's what I've done mm. in my life. And you do receive clarity yeah. from the Holy Spirit. Or if you're seeking God in an area that you haven't seen breakthrough in or you don't know how to respond to, you know, I fasted and prayed for my sister to become a Christian, mm. right? Um, and it's not that I fasted for 15 years for yeah. it, but there were seasons where I felt impressed by the Holy Spirit to uh, have a season of fasting for my sister, mm-hmm. right? And it's so that I could hear him. And I, you know, in that time, I'm asking him, okay, so how do you want me to speak to her? When do you want me to call her? What kind of verses can I be sharing with? You know, these kind yeah. of things where you're intentionally carving out time. Fasting is intentional. It's like, we're going to keep coming back to that, yeah, I think. Yeah. but. It's not just about I'm not eating and now I have two extra hours in my day. Right. Right. It's intentionally seeking God. Right. And, and you can get specific with it. Right. Like those examples you just brought up. Sure. Like what verse do I use? Like when should I call? Those are very specific right. prayers. And God is so gracious. So there's even he he tells me these kind of things yeah. while I'm fasting and praying and I didn't even know. Right. It's mm-hmm. just like it's not that I'm so smart and I asked him, yeah. <laughs> God, what verse should I say? But right. He just prompts you in your spirit. Like, try this. Tr- do yeah. that. You know, go. Because it's not a formula. Right. No, it's, it's not. It's, yeah. You know, it's the. It's just seeking God. It's mm. seeking God. And when you're close to him, uh, it's, a, it's remarkable what you'll see. Mm. Is there any, any area of you know, life, specifically in our context, like North American, um, you know, fast-paced, internet society, is there any area that you see kind of uh, maybe a difficulty that we face that is a different challenge from, from what maybe the early church was facing with regards to, to fasting? Um, I don't quite understand. We have tons of things that they 
didn't face. In yeah. Like, church. do you think there's like a new need right now for us specifically to move back to, to fasting, to intentionally setting certain things aside? I think that there's a hunger in the church mm. to actually see God do what he says he can do. Mm. And, you know, even like we talked about at the beginning of this podcast, there are so many, I don't remember ever seeing this before. So many churches mm. focusing on fasting in this season and, Maybe it's just because it's the new year and it seems cool or whatever. But I remember in the me- a meeting we just had and Barbara pointed out like how cool that God is doing something in his church, yeah. right? And so I do think that there is something happening in the church like overall, not just our church, mm. w- where God is calling people um, back to this discipline that we've more or less forgotten about, right? Mm, mm-hmm. And he's calling people ultimately back to himself if yeah. that's the point of fasting. And so, and back to a place where we really do, um, like abandon all of our other loves. I think maybe if there was a thing that we have that the early church didn't have, it's so much distraction and so many other things that we could love more than God. Mm. You know, like you mentioned the internet, you mentioned TV, like even like eating out is a huge distraction. Like that's like a hobby for people, you know, there's so many things that compete for our love and affection above Jesus. Yeah. And that's what I see is God is calling a people back to just love him. Mm. Right. And we see him more fully in seasons of fasting. Right. So in that same vein, I've, I've one last question for you. Mm -hmm. And it's a, I guess a bit of a clarification question. Um, You mentioned like there's no kind of like biblical um, background for, for fasting outside of, of food and sex. So, we, but we always kind of have grown up along this idea, oh, I'm going to give up, you know, social media. I'm going to give up uh, Netflix in Lent or, or building up to Easter, mm-hmm. whatever it might be, right? So um, why do we kind of kind of fall into that trap of, of thinking that those two things are the same or equating them the same way? I'm not going to go to why, but I do think yeah. that we know the things that are distracting us from God and you should give those things up, mm. right? And all I was saying really in the message is that that's just not the biblical precedent that we have for what is called fasting. Right. Yeah. For, for intentionally seeking God's face. Mm. Of course, if you're spending four hours on your social media a day and never reading your Bible, yeah. it's just common sense yeah. that you should cut back on your social media and start reading your Bible. Mm-hmm. Right. But the point of fasting is that we're putting, we're saying to God, like, you're actually the number one thing in my life. Mm. Right. Even above the things that I need, I need you, mm-hmm. right? I don't need social media. There are many people in the world who don't use social media. I don't need TV. I don't need those kind of things. I'm not saying don't give them up. If they are distracting you from God, if they're mm. preventing you from taking time with him, mm. if they are distorting your image of who God is, you know, some people want to give up uh, the news or mm. stuff mm-hmm. like that. If it's doing those kind of things, that's just not healthy for you spiritually. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, Paul says like all things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial right. to us. Mm. Right. And so those are the things we ought to cut out of our lives. Not only sinful things. Yeah. But things that like are just not beneficial to our walk with God. Mm. So that's what I mean. There's just not, it's not, when you say fasting, the Bible's not talking about fasting other things. The Bible's talking about fasting food. Right. Specifically. Right. Yeah. On top of that, we are to cut out all things that do not point us to Jesus or that are not beneficial to our walk with him. Hmm. So 
That's awesome. Well, I mean, I think that that clarifies it for, for us. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for, for breaking it down a little bit more. Yeah, excited. hopefully it's helpful. Yeah, we're excited yeah. for this this next three weeks as we go through this as a congregation. And mm. we hope you guys will, will be joining us on Sunday. And we'll have another episode of Unpacking Sundays coming out on Monday. Oh, on Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, coming sorry. Next Wednesday. Prayer podcast on Monday. Yeah. And Unpacking Sunday on Wednesday. So if you have any questions for Mike, uh, if you'd like to hear from him on the topic of fasting, we'd encourage you to send an email to unpackingsunday at crcfchurch.com. Unpacking Sunday is a podcast of Carover Road Christian Fellowship Church. If you have any questions or discussion topics, please email us at unpackingsunday at crcfchurch.com or visit our website at crcfchurch.com.